on another edition of Locked On Lightning. The Lightning clinch a playoff berth in their 4-3 win in overtime against the Anaheim Ducks. But not before they made it interesting. We talk about all of that and more. But first, let's play that music. You're Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. On tonight's episode, I guess, Bolts After Dark, we got to start naming these things because it, I'm recording this not too long after the 4-3 overtime win against the Anaheim Ducks in what was nothing short of a very eventful game and pretty much a stressful game as well. Uh, a lot of goals being called back. Andre Vasilevsky getting pulled. Uh, <laughs> the Lightning clinching a playoff spot. I mean, if you had all the prop bets for that, uh, you you made definitely a lot of money tonight on this Lightning game. So where to start? I guess we could just talk about the, the Lightning doing the right thing and it blowing up in their faces. And what I mean by that is getting off to an early lead. Uh, I tweeted out when... The Lightning scored the first goal, the opening goal, a uh, a goal from Ross Colton, who had that's 17 on the season for him. By the way, what a fantastic season uh, from Ross! From Ross, really just taking his game to another level. I uh, we we spoke a lot about it in the off season, and and as the months have passed, how really Ross scoring that game winning. You know, you have to go back to it every 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 time now as you see. Ross Colton progressed through his career. It, it really is going to go back and forever be tied to that game-winning goal in Game Five of the Stanley Cup playoffs, Stanley Cup Final, excuse me, of last year against the Montreal Canadiens. Game-winning goal against the Montreal Canadiens uh, at home at Amelie, and and really, we we said it at the time, and and we I'm going to keep saying it until his career is over. Is that that has really propelled him, I think, and is really the best thing for him was to score that goal because I mean, his game has just gone to a whole nother level. Uh, he has really just been playing with a bunch of confidence. We've seen him obviously uh, struggle uh, time and time, and and you know he lets his emotions get the best of him, but ultimately. Uh, the talent is there, and we've seen it. And we've seen it throughout the entire season and scoring t- seventeen goals. It's definitely no small feat. And then a goal later on in the first period, Alex Kalorn, who could have had a hat trick if it wasn't just for him and Brandon Hagel staying on sides in this one. Um, Unbelievable game from Alex Kalorn. He was just completely everywhere in this. He had a goal and, and I believe a point as well. Yes, he got an assist on that Sorelli goal, the game winner in overtime. And then, of course, Nikita Kucherov scoring in the third period, his 16th of the year, uh, assisted by Corey Perry and Steven Stamkos. And and really, Nikita Kucherov, uh, it, it's unbelievable. You know, it, it really, for as many games as he has missed over the last couple of years, it has really been a treat uh, as a host of this show, as well as just watching him as a hockey fan to see 
what he could do regardless of how much time he's been off the ice. Uh, there's there's very few players, I think, in the league right now that could really pick it up and put it down uh, as easily as Nikita Kucherov can. And he, he showed tonight, especially in those last, I would say, two minutes or so of the third period as to why he is, uh, I, w- I would say, I think we could agree, uh, top top three winger in the league, um, really taking control there. And that's definitely something that is uh, uh, the main ingredient in the recipe to winning for the Tampa Bay Lightning is that when 86 is taking control of the game, maybe taking a lot more shots than you would really like to see someone take in the span of a time that he does, uh, you know, he he really has that ability to change the game and to, to tilt the ice in favor but obviously the story of this one which i have to admit not that all surprising after the lightning going up to nothing into the first intermission uh after that henry goal it, it you just saw the body language from this team and and from anaheim you know i'm not going to say this was all the lightning giving the way a game i mean Anaheim played fantastic in this. This is why they are they are a playoff caliber team. Uh, this is why you're going to see them be successful for years to come. Um, get two goals from Adam Henrique in the in the first ten minutes of I would say probably the first seven minutes, mid seven minutes of this period, and then a goal, a go ahead goal by Troy Terry, thirty four on the year, just having an incredible season on his end assisted by former Lightning uh, play, uh, defenseman Andre Schuster. Um, just the f- just really, we, we kind of knew this was going to happen. I, I, like I said, I think after that first Henrique goal uh, at 342 in, in the second period, I, you just could see not only from the body language of this team, just the vibe in the building. I don't know if, if any of you who are watching this or listening to this right now uh, were there, if you were, Tweet out to the show, LO underscore Lightning, or give us a follow and throw us a message at Locked On underscore Lightning on Instagram. Let us know what was it like in the arena. Uh, but from our end, it, it just deflated. And 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 at least on my end, um, I'm going to try and keep it PG here. But I really, you know, I said to myself, they're going to F this up. And they did just that. And and sometimes, and, and, you know, we have seen this team play from behind way too many times than we would like. But at the same time, it is when they are playing from behind that this team really shines. And, and you know, oftentimes they can't win. You, you can't go a hole and be able to expect yourself to climb out every single time. That's just not how it works. And we've seen that throughout the entire season. Um, they need to do a better job, uh, and and I'm happy, but also conflicted at the same time because going into this game, if you listened or watched the last episode on YouTube, I stated that really, I thought that Brian Elliott should have started this game. I would, I I said I think that you got to give you know as good of a team as Anaheim is, and of course you want to have your number one goalie out there. You know what? You're in the. You're gonna make the playoffs. You're. That's not. You know, missing the playoffs is not a is not in the equation. 
It wasn't. I said some astronomical things had to do had to happen uh, down the stretch. Uh, the Lightning had to not collect a point at all uh, going forward, as well as you know other teams kind of getting it together, which I you know off the top of my head I don't even think was mathematically impossible. Um, but having said that. I still think that, you know, given what we've seen from Vasilevsky and how this team has played in, in recent weeks, the Lightning need to give him time off. John Cooper needs to give him time off. And I don't think this was a, a must-play game for Andre Vasilevsky. You know, a couple of unlucky tip-ins, bounces on, on, by, by the Ducks past Vasilevsky. One, pu- one puck squeaks by him. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to kill him for that. His team needs to play better in front of him. At the same time, uh, not a must-play game for Vasilevsky, and we'll talk about more of that in the second part of the show. But first, I want to talk about our one and only sponsor of the episode. Uh, like I said, if you had the the prop bets parlayed of Vasilevsky getting pulled, the Lightning making the playoffs, and then winning an OT, I think you made a bunch of money tonight. And and I hope when you ke- when you put in those bets that you use the official betting platform of not only Locked On Lightning, but the Locked On Podcast Network. And that is betonline.net, your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, and including this year's basketball playoffs, NHL playoffs, and the start of Major League Baseball season. I've been betting on baseball like crazy. Might as well not. Might as well ban me from baseball. Call me Pete Rose Jr. right there. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. BetOnline, where the game starts. And if you're watching us on YouTube, you're staying right here. You're going to listen to me talk about how really, once again, this was not a a, a must-play game for, for Vasilevsky. And if you are listening to us on an audio platform, you are joining us back. And really just, I, I want to know what the thought process was. I, I really do. And I'm sure we'll obviously hear more from John Cooper and his post-game presser, which uh, we are recording this episode at 10.21 p.m. Eastern time. So that is probably going on, if not has already concluded. And I'll talk about more about that tomorrow on tomorrow's episode. But really sticking right here about this, uh, just initial reactions. Really don't understand the reasoning. Um, I, I, I said going into the month of April that really Vasilevsky out of the 13 games should maybe start six or seven. And, you know, Elliot's been playing for a backup. And even if he was a starter pretty well, uh, coming off a 5 nothing shutout against the Sabres, and then coming into this game and pretty much keeping the Lightning in the game, giving them a chance to win, which going back to what how Vasilevsky played tonight, I'm not going to kill him for this. The first goal, Henrik's goal, I believe that was, in the second period, squeaked right by him. That was inexcusable. Really needs to stop it there. I, I, I know that it, sometimes you got to give the goaltenders a little bit of slack here, but come on. I, I mean, given what has happened in recent weeks, uh, and, and I'm sure Cooper, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Jared Cooper comes out in his postgame presser and says, maybe we should have played Elliot in this one. Uh, Elliot, I, I, Elliot has played fantastic, uh, who I have really 
kind of crucified all season long. Uh, I just had high expectations for him. But um, going back to to this this game, really, uh, it, it's funny, really, how just the, the parity with this team. You know, I've been dogging them all season long about the little mistakes or the things that are not doing that will eventually catch up. So, and then eventually, when they start to get it together and you, and you see them do the right things, uh, they they somehow stumble over their own feet, and and we have ourselves a three-two game going into the third period. Uh, Nikita Kutrov, like I stated uh, earlier in the episode, just his unbelievable ability and talent to just say, guys, let me have my space, let me have the puck, and let me win this game or tie this game and get us back into it. And you saw that there was like there was a rush there. Couple of sequences there at the end of the game. Uh, of course, Kucherov's goal coming at 1947 in the third. Uh, there was a couple of sequences before that where you could see he was really trying to force the issue, and and that is something that I've spoken about throughout the season, uh, especially most recently uh, over the last couple of months, where he's really started to assert himself. Where. He's really we, we don't see it very often in the game of hockey. You know, we see it in in more so in basketball, where a player will 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 basically take possession of the puck absolutely on every single possession. And it's really just that one player doing whatever he wants to do against the opposing team. Where of course in hockey we don't see that as often. And but in this game, uh and especially with Vasilevsky and and I mean, excuse me, with Kucherov. His ability to do that and, and to control the puck, to almost play keep away against the, the other five players on the ice and to get very good quality shots. There was a couple of shots that he had early on in the period where the, there was that one time where he whiffed on. He had an open net in front of him, and, and you could tell he knew it. And I think that's why he whiffed on it. He probably picked up his head a little too quick or jumped out of his skates a little too quickly, uh, didn't allow the puck to get there uh, at the right time. But just... His ability, unbelievable, to do what he did tonight and what we've seen him do before. And, I, and I, uh, I, I said to myself when he scored that goal to tie the thing to tie the game up in the third period, I said if he could get hot and do this in the playoffs consistently, man, um, you know, as skeptical as I have been about this Lightning team in recent weeks uh, of them making a deep run once again, I think that if if Kucherov could do that. And if this defensive core and this team in general, uh, if they could do that consistently, I think this team has as good of a chance to win a third straight cup as any other team has a chance to to go and win a cup themselves. Um, and obviously, you know that that that's something that you is probably not sustainable. But given his talent level, I don't see why not. Um, we'll just have to see how he could adjust if he chooses to go that route in terms of really playing that style, which, like I said, and I have said on past episodes, I don't object to. Um, so fantastic game, fantastic game to, to, you know, really the three stars of this game. If I And I haven't done this in a while with a lightning game. Three stars of the game. Um, you know, if, if, if you had a gun to my head and asked me, I would probably say, and, and I'm looking at the official 
three stars of the game. That's Anthony Sorelli, Adam Henrique, and Alex Kalorn. Uh, and that's on NHL.com. But my three stars of the game, my three lightning players of the game, uh, third star goes to Brian Elliott just coming in into a really tough situation, really. Uh, it's a tough task to ask any goaltender to come in and just, you know, keep the dam from overflowing. Cause usually if you're pulling a goaltender and the backup or whoever's on the bench that night is coming out, usually it's all gone to hell. That's, that's really what has happened at that point in time. But we forget that <laughs> Cooper, uh, pulled Vazzy with a three, two deficit in the second period. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot to be made about that. And and what I got out of it was more so that Cooper did it as to send a message to his lightning, to his players. I think also, I mean, and I'm sure there was a conversation had, we might not hear any of the details about it, but maybe this was also an excuse for, for that. Maybe, who knows? Maybe Cooper had to deal with Vazzy before the game. Hey, let's put you in there. We do want to get you some rest, but if things kind of try to get out of hand, uh, I'm going to pull the plug, and and that'll be at that. But going back to my stars, my stars of the game, my second star of the game is Anthony Sorelli, game-winning goal. Uh, he is someone who is just on the cusp of just going absolutely berserk on the offensive side of things. We've seen this. All year with Sorelli picking up his 16th goal of the season in this one. But what a season it's been for Anthony Sorelli. Just his offense is really starting to come together. His his all-around game has really, really started to come together and has really taken a, a, a big step this season. But, you know, there's been stints this year we've seen with Sorelli as well as what we've seen with Ross Colton just right there, you know, whether it's having great opportunities, setting yourself up for great high danger chances, either just missing the net by a couple inches or just hitting the crossbar or whatever the case may be. Just one of those guys where he's he's always an inch or so away from a great goal or or an inch or so away from a great assist. Uh, but he's one of those players that he's whenever something really good happens with this team, especially late in games. Uh, whether he is the immediate uh, one of the assist guys on the play, regardless of where he is, he's always in the thick of it. And 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 that is something that is you can't really measure on a hockey player, is a guy who is always in the middle of the play, who is always in the thick of it, who always somehow has something to do with whether, you know, he sometimes he he makes the play before the big play that leads up to the big play in a game that turns the game in favor for the lightning. And that's something, like I said, you can't calculate that. Uh, that that's something you got to watch the games and, and, and see the team and, and see how the player plays. And that's something that's going to be huge coming in into this upcoming playoffs. And then obviously the first player of the game for me, at least I'm a, I know some people might not think this, but Alex Kalorn, uh really, <laughs> if you want to give them those two goals, Go ahead, but uh, a goal and an assist in this one uh, could have had a hat trick if if him and Brandon Hagel just stayed on side. But he was he's another player who's looking looking like he's starting to get really hot lately. 
uh, who's always, always in the thick of it. So it's good to see him get on the score sheet once again. And, and you know, it's one of those games. It's really one of those games where you see all the right players are contributing, uh, doing all the right things. Yeah, it, it wasn't perfect. It wasn't a clean game. But the Lightning won. They clinched the playoff spot. We don't have to worry about that. Not like that was something we were all really worried about. But having said that, now the Lightning have to look forward, find to their game. You know, now at this point, really, John Cooper shouldn't really. I I would say maybe Bazzi gets two starts a week. You know, not even looking at the schedule. Uh, we'll talk about that as we always do uh, to end the show. Where how much does Bazzi start from here on that? I, I really don't think we have to, to to play him that much now that the Lightning, their playoff spot is solidified. So if you're listening to us on an audio platform, whether it be Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, wherever, you're going to cut to a, a quick break. But if you're on YouTube, you're going to stay with us real quick. So cutting right to it to end the, end the show, just a little wrap up here. Looking at the schedule as we always do to wrap up the show. So coming up on Saturday... The Lightning will be at home once again playing against the Winnipeg Jets, a team that has really had a tough go of it this year. The expectations were super high for this team. Uh, they they lost a couple of their good players. They they their their head coach, who has been a staple of the franchise, I believe since I believe Paul Maurice has been there since they moved from uh, Atlanta. Just really uh, one of the, the the faces of the franchise uh, resigning. Um, so. You know, just a, a franchise this year that has been in somewhat disarray. And then next Tuesday on the 19th, a home game. The Lightning are pretty much at home from now until not next, not this upcoming Sunday, but the Sunday after, the last Sunday of April. Lightning get to stay home for a little bit. Uh, they play the Detroit Red Wings, who... Like if, if you've been a listener of this show for a while, you know, I if it's one team in this division that I am just even if if it's game one against them or if it's the last game of the season, the last matchup of the season, if it's one team that I absolutely despise playing against because it's it's one of those teams where they just give the lightning the worst luck, the worst time, that is the Detroit Red Wings. Uh I, I just I just look at the schedule and whenever I see the Red Wings I say all right thank you next don't want to even don't even want to talk about it um and then right after you got the Toronto Maple Leafs big game one of the last big games of the year a potential playoff matchup for the Lightning uh it's going to be interesting like I said I still talk about it on the last show uh how that is still regardless of everything that has happened the last result that these two teams had last time they played a 6-2 win uh, at Amelie for Toronto, Austin Matthews scoring a hat trick. Even after that, even after everything that has happened since then, I still would want to play them instead of Boston or 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 the Rangers or the Hurricanes. So you know, call me crazy, but I'll take Austin Matthews instead of any of those other teams. And then on the twenty third, you got the Nashville Predators, uh, a team that is also still tough, uh, still. You know, in the playoff race, I, I, I not, I don't have the Western Conference uh, in front of me right now in terms of the standings, but uh, either they're in it or they're on in the thick of it. We'll talk about obviously more about that, and I'll, and I'll, I'll sound more informed about them as that game comes up. And then you got the last crazy game of the year, in my opinion, just because 
This is a game where really both teams have made it. It's one last big firework game uh, before the playoffs start. And, and this is really, for me, a game where I just hope nobody gets hurt because this is going to be a tough, really super physical game on the road, and that is against the Florida Panthers, a Sunday night game. Uh, the whole league will be looking at that one. So that is going to be uh, a very tense game, playoff atmosphere uh, down in Miami. Well, whatever. We're South Florida. Um and then you got Columbus at home, last home game of the year. Uh, and then you go up to Columbus on the 28th. Um, and then you got the Islanders uh, to end the season on the island, a game that I will be at. So uh, keep an eye out for that. And if you are going to that game, hit me up. Let's grab a beer. Uh, let's talk some lightning hockey. So really to wrap things up, the reason why, of course, I wanted to talk about the schedule is always because we always do that. But at the same time, really – how many more starts are we seeing out of Vasilevsky from this? We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games left in the season. And really, I'm looking at that. And I would have to say, I think Vazzy should start against Florida, Toronto, and Nashville. And I think that's it. I think those are the games. I, I, I think really out of these eight games, uh, Vazzy plays those last three. And that's it. Anything else is just we need to maybe have an intervention for Coop. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't see the reasoning at this point. I, all the signs are there. He's, he's kind of out of sorts. Maybe he needs some time to just clear his mind, get ready for the playoffs. Uh, he's clearly gassed and and i think anything else other than anything more than three games started from now until the end of the season is overkill you're you're playing with fire at that point and especially with brian elliott uh playing as well as he did has uh why not why not i i mean really all at this point what you're playing for is is who you're going to play in the playoffs. And you know what? Regardless of if if Lightning end up playing Toronto like I would like them to, or if they end up playing the Rangers, if things change up in the Metropolitan, or if they end up playing Boston or 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 Carolina. It is what it is at that point. You know, the Lightning have as good of it to beat any of those teams. And Going into a series like that, where you're basically putting yourself behind the eight ball with a with your with your ace in the hole being Andre Vasilevsky, being exhausted, you're putting yourself in a very precarious situation where you you don't want really the 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 biggest source of team morale and confidence in the playoffs to be the biggest concern for you going in. Um, because those those are going to be games, regardless of who the Lightning play, especially if it's, you know, a team like the Rangers or even Carolina. Those are the games that are definitely going to be won by goaltending. And the last thing you need is Vasilevsky just, 
breathing through his mouth or just second guessing himself looking shaky out there because that it's going to be a very short series uh i would expect that cooper is maybe going to handle vasileski a little bit more with care going down the road i think i mean if he plays him for if he has four games wants to split it up evenly with him and elliot i mean i'm not going to come on here the next day uh, after the fourth start and blow my top am i going to be a little upset yes at the same time, I mean, we could only control the things that are within our control, right? So uh, we'll be back here tomorrow to discuss uh, more of any of the details from the postgame presses because I would love to hear what a lot of these guys have to say, uh, as well as we will preview the Winnipeg game on Saturday. Be sure to follow us on our social media pages. Once again, LO underscore lightning as well as Lockdown underscore Lightning on Instagram. Give me a follow on Twitter at DankyDank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-A-N-K. And don't forget, if you choose to follow us on YouTube, go ahead, hit the notification bell, give us a thumbs up, write a comment in the comment section. We'd love to hear from all of you. And join us for the next episode. So that'll be it for this episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.